Hi everyone, it's Ben here and this episode of Revival on the Air today was recorded at our international convention in Adelaide in June 2019. That's the noise that you'll hear in the background of this interview. My guest today is Pastor Alan Butler, who shares his story of how his attitude to life and his personality has been completely changed by God. Alan was first convicted about the power of God to change people when he discovered his friends had destroyed a $30,000 crop of marijuana after they'd come to know the Lord by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Shortly after, Alan had his own infilling of the Holy Spirit and knew instantly at that moment the Bible was real and he lost his desire for drinking, smoking and indulging in illegal activities. In the early days of his journey with God, Alan witnessed two amazing healings involving his wife. Mel was healed of debilitating chronic migraines through prayer and only a few months later was healed of her severe arthritic shoulder. Alan's faith was so ignited and having been transformed from a painfully shy person to an outgoing minister of God, he was led to the UK where he witnessed another powerful healing miracle, this time of a young man on life support with severe injuries after a suicide attempt. The young man regained consciousness overnight after Alan prayed for him and he was later miraculously set free of his mental illness. Enjoy this wonderful testimony of God's miraculous power to heal and transform lives. Pastor Alan Bala, welcome to Revival on the Air today. Thank you. Now, we're, we're in the Adelaide Convention Centre for our international Revival Fellowship Convention. We're actually in a bit of a walkway here at the moment, so there's a bit of background noise. Uh, so we'll try and not get too distracted by all the people that walk past that we know. Fair um, enough. Now, you're not really from Australia, are you? No, I'm English. You're English, but you live in New Zealand. Correct. You came to know God in Australia. Correct. So you've got a bit of a story to tell us, haven't you? There is a bit of a story involved, yes. Uh, and you've got some miraculous healings to talk about. So let's start with where your journey with God started. Yeah, well, I was living in Wyala in uh, 1983. Which is about a four-hour drive from Adelaide, roughly. Yes. In the middle, of, had, in the middle of nowhere, In the middle really. of nowhere, yeah. We had previously lived in Karakalinga, yeah. so we had some friends in Karakalinga, uh, but we'd moved back to Wyala. Yeah. And uh, Mal and I had been living together for a couple of years, and for uh, reasons which probably too complex to go into at the moment. I had to get married to stay in the country. And so... Before you were extradited back to the UK. That's the one. Yeah. You've got it. So we uh, organised our marriage and we we invited these friends along. Yeah. Uh, this was in Wyala. They didn't show up. And uh, a few days later, I had to take my uh, papers up to Adelaide. So we went to visit them. Yeah. And the reason they didn't come was because they had come to the Lord about a month prior to that right. and we didn't know anything about that but when they started telling us about the Lord I was very interested although I didn't believe in God at that time but they did then um, show us that they had burnt a crop of marijuana which was worth at the time about $30,000 right. and because they knew it was wrong they had just torched it which, I must say, had an amazing effect on me. Were you a marijuana smoker I, at that time? Occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they'd done that really affected me. Yeah. I could see that they were different, they were behaving differently, 
and um, that simple fact that they'd burnt that crop was enough to really spark my interest. So when was this? What year was this? This was 1983. So $30,000 in 1983 is yes. a lot of money. And they were about to build a house, so they could have used that could money. could have sold it easily. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, right. Wow, yeah, big, bold statement. Oh, it was, a, it was an amazing... Um, it had an amazing effect on me, probably more than the scriptures and, and everything else that they told us. Yeah. Over that weekend, they told us about... Uh, British Israel, the return of the Lord, uh, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit, obviously. Yeah. Um, we went home to Wyala and I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I did something which was quite unusual. I wrote them a letter back in those days. We used to use paper and pen. And I asked them to send somebody round to tell us more. And they met Roland Rocky over the Christmas camp and asked him if he would come and visit us, which he did in very early January 1984. And he opened up the Bible to me, and this was a Wednesday evening. And after about an hour, he said, look, I have to go, we've got a meeting tonight, would you like to come along? And I said, yes. Uh, the minute he walked out of the door, I said to my wife, I'm not going, because I was very, very shy. Um, but she insisted that we go because I'd been driving her up the wall for the last three weeks. So we went along to that meeting and actually got baptised that night. And I received the Holy Spirit just a few short days after that. So. Um, and so what happened? How did you feel when you received the Holy Spirit? Oh, it was just a, an amazing moment. I was praying on my own uh, in the lounge room about yeah. two o'clock in the morning. I received the Holy Spirit. I literally rushed in and woke Mal up and said to her, it's all true. I what, just knew it was true. And what did Mel say when you, uh, you well, talked about you know, she sort of burbled a bit, but um, she just, she could see that there was something amazing had happened. Yeah, right. But, I, I mean, I didn't know the scriptures or anything, but I knew that the Bible was real. And it, and it literally was a life-changing moment my whole attitude to life changed at that moment in time. From what to what? Well, I was, I mean, the physical things, I was a heavy drinker. I was an occasional drug taker. Um, I had a, a real hatred of authority of any shape or form. Um, I just and how, loved... did, how did that normally turn up in your pre-coming-to-know-God days? Well, I was just very argumentative with everybody, with with police, with authorities. Um, you know, I chose to do a lot of things which were illegal, shall we say, and um, I would argue with anybody that it was my right. Um, but when I came to the Lord, within a very, very short time, I recognised that I was uh, willing to take instruction and listen to advice from people who were either my age or even younger. And yeah, suddenly right. I thought, whoa, you know. What's going on here? What's going on? I, I, I stopped swearing without even thinking about it. I realized that perhaps a month later that I, I didn't swear. Yeah. And 
And as I said, the drinking, the smoking and all of that just left me. So yeah. uh, it was quite a change. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's you know, the, the promise of the scripture, you know. Amen. Yeah. Amen. A new creation. A new life. Yeah. A whole new way of looking at life too, mm. you know. So, mm. uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. So over your years, so that's 1983, so we're 35-ish, you know, 30, six years yeah, later. Yeah. I imagine you've seen a number of pretty amazing things happen over that period of time. You're, na you're now in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. But that's, you were in the UK before that? Yeah, well, we, we spent uh, three years in Wyala and uh, we went back to the UK to basically to witness to my family and yep. my friends. Um, and we spent two years there. And then for various reasons, we ended up back in Wyala for a couple of years. And then the pastor at the time said, um, he was looking to move to New Zealand and he w wanted us to go with him, so we did. Yeah, good. And we've been there for 26 years now. So and now you're a pastor yourself there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Something that I would have run a mile from. <laughs> uh, Who could have imagined, you know, 35 well, years ago that that's where you would end up? And particularly, um, how do I put this, my personality or my... I. I was so shy before I came to the Lord. Uh, even like going to the first meeting, it was a battle mm. to actually go into the door to, with strangers, and you know, I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't react well to meeting new people or anything. Mm. And it, of course, the life now is completely just different. The opposite, the polar it's, opposite. It's actually, having met you a few times over the last few years, it's actually pretty hard to imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, most people out. just laugh yeah. when I tell them that. Yeah. But that was one of the reasons that I drank so much, mm. because once I'd had a, a few drinks, I was a you know a different personality, yeah, right. and I was able to cope. Yeah. Whereas uh, without the drink, I struggled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. So tell us about some miracles that you've seen over the years. Yeah. Well, when um, not long after we first came to the Lord, we'd only been in the Lord a couple of weeks, and my wife Mel used to suffer from extreme migraines, where she would be uh, literally written off for the whole day, just in a darkened room, couldn't move without, you know, wanting to uh, vomit. And about two weeks after we come to the Lord, she woke up with one of these migraines, and uh, I just said, well, they've said, yep. <laughs> you know, the scriptures have told us that we can pray about this. So I laid hands on her and just asked the Lord to heal her, and within an hour, she was up, she was about, and she never suffered with another migraine for about 30 years. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And she used to get them, like, perhaps every six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that was incredible. And then uh, a matter of probably, I don't know, five or six months later, she couldn't move her left shoulder at all. I was having to help her on with clothes. Uh, she just and, and she hadn't injured it or anything that you she didn't could remember. know. And mm. we went to the doctors and he X-rayed it, and he said there was arthritis in her shoulder. We used to play a lot of squash, and he figured it was through you know you bang against the wall or whatever. Yeah. And um, so we had all the X-rays and we sort of basically said, well, what can you do? And he said nothing. Here's some painkillers. And that's about all we can do for it. You would have been very old then, I imagine. 31. 31? Yeah. Being told that that's, that's right. it for 31. There, there was nothing. So we actually went home and uh, 
Mel phoned up her mum and said, I've got arthritis and God's going to heal me. And we just had a, an hour's prayer and she went to bed that night, woke up the next morning healed. It was gone. And she'd never had any problem with it since. And again, I mean, particularly early on in, in your walk with the Lord, those things have a huge effect on you, you know. They just, uh, they're just confirming yeah. God's words. Yeah. The signs and the wonders are there. And I imagine people would say, oh, well, it must have just been a sore shoulder, but you've got the x-rays. We've the doctor got, got the x-rays to, to prove, prove it. Was, yeah. It was arthritis, yeah. yeah. That's so, um, yeah. Wow, fantastic. Mm. And what about the testimony you, you recounted to me earlier in the UK? Yeah, well, that was when we were in the UK. We'd been over there for about six months and we'd met this family um, and we'd been witnessing to them about the power of God. And the, the lady's son, who was about 28, I believe, he had a few problems. He'd been in the Air Force and he'd been um, kicked out of the Air Force, yeah. basically, because of his problems. And the one day he, uh, he'd had enough and he decided to commit suicide. Wow. So he leapt off of a railway bridge, which was about 30 foot high, and landed just flat on the, the uh, rails below. And he was onto, rushed... the, onto the railway tracks yes. below, right. Yeah, and he was rushed to hospital, uh, put on intensive, in, in intensive care, and I got a phone call. I lived about two and a half hours away and was asked to go and pray for him because we'd talked about the power right. of God. Wow. And I was still fairly young in the things of the Lord in those days, and so I just hopped in my car and prayed for two and a half hours on the way for the Lord to do something amazing. Um, so when I got to the hospital, I spoke to the parents and explained that I believed that God would heal him, but I didn't know how that was going to happen and what, you know, how it was going to progress. So I had to put the gown on and the face mask and went into the intensive care unit. And to be honest, he looked like a slab of meat. There was all the, the blood um, vessels were all burst in his arms yeah. uh, and his legs were, were all swollen and he had broken bones and um, so he was on a drip and his skin was very, very cold and clammy. And what was the doctor's prognosis? Well, basically they didn't expect anything. He was being kept alive on the machine. This right. had been for three days right. he'd been on the machine. Uh, when I got the phone call. So I just simply closed my eyes and put my hand on this clammy, cold skin and asked the Lord to heal him. Uh, his mother, um, I didn't see it, but his mother said he just blinked. And that was the first movement that there had been for three days. So she was very excited. So she saw this? She saw the blink. Right. And she said, the Lord's healed him. And I said, well, praise the Lord. I didn't see any reaction whatsoever, um, but I could tell she was very excited and she spoke to the doctors and said, don't you dare turn the machines off because he's been healed. Yep. So it was a great um, show of faith from her. Yeah. Um, and the next morning he woke up and sat up and asked for a cup of tea. <laughs> so it was just incredible, you know, incredible. <laughs> and... Um, and what, were the, what, what, is, what did his mum say? What did the doctors oh, say? Look, uh, 
well, the doctors were just blown away. Yeah. Um, they, but then they just sort of put it down to, oh, well, he just woke up out of his, yeah. out of his coma or whatever. Yeah. Um, the parents were just absolutely amazed. Yeah, okay. And unfortunately, initially, he still had some uh, mental problems. Yeah, mental illness. Too, and yeah. so he knew that God had healed him. Yeah. I visited him in the hospital. Yeah. He assured me that he knew God had healed him. But he did keep saying, but God can't get rid of this loop in my head, he called it. Right. And I kept insisting that if God could heal him from what he was, that he could do anything. And I guess the end of that story is is that uh, about two months later, he received the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, and was healed of his mental Mental issues. So um, whatever they were. I mean, I don't know what they were, but uh, yeah. So again, very, very exciting times. Yeah, amazing uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, we've we've heard plenty of amazing stories already this convention. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for sharing yours with us. You are very welcome. Um, And one day I will get to New Zealand, I promise. (laughs) I just have to convince my wife first. I'll see her again. (laughs) I'll have a chat with her. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Cheers. Thank you, Pastor Alan, for sharing that awesome testimony of how the Lord transformed you as a person, gave you conviction and boldness to go out and preach his miracle healing power. It makes me think of the scriptures in Mark 16, verses 15 to 18. And to paraphrase, it says that there will be signs that follow those who believe. Among those signs described is that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you listening to this need a miracle healing or want to have your life and attitude transformed, then please visit www.therevivalfellowship.com or email us on podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com. Please join us again for more stories of miracles and lives changed. You can subscribe on your favourite podcast app or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for Revival on the Air Today. If you'd like to listen to other recorded episodes, then just scroll down the page. Until next time, God bless.